Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Ade. And this is Black Ticulate. Black Ticulate. Black Ticulate. A podcast series that gives voice to positive black action, no matter how big or small. Hello, hello. <laughs> I am so excited. Guys, welcome to another episode of Black Ticulate. And in front of me, I've got an amazing woman. In fact, I have amazing people as my guests, regardless. And I've got Cherish. Cherish, say hi. Hi, everybody. Thank hey. you for having me. No, no, it's a pleasure. <laughs> and I know you via Joy. We've only met once, yes. haven't we? Yes, we have. And it was for her 30th birthday, Joyce. Mm-hmm. I don't, hope she won't mind me telling people <laughs> <The whole> that. <laughs> <laughs> and Joy was like, I need to meet you yes. because you're amazing, which is true. Now, I kind of don't want to do you a disservice mm-hmm. by almost giving you an intro whilst mm-hmm. you're here. You might as well tell the people who you are. Mm-hmm. and. Um, Let's take it from there. Okay, well, hi everybody. Uh, thank you for having me again, Ade. No pleasure. Um, who am I? That's a very interesting question. Well, we can start off. I'm Cherish. I was born in Zimbabwe. I was raised in Zimbabwe and I moved over to London when I was 11 years old. Ah. I'm now 25. So I've been here longer than I have. When you're in Zimbabwe. Exactly. But it's really interesting because I've always considered myself to be Zimbabwean rather than I, you know, than to be British or, or whatever. Yeah. So that's an area that I'm sort of exploring now. Am I Zimbabwean or am I British or am I both? You know. But you feel, do you feel both or do you feel? Mm, I do feel both. But I don't know whether there's a space to be both. Because ah, I do okay. feel like you, you are, you, I don't know, like I do feel... Either I commit to being British and I go all the way and, you know, I buy a house and I settle here and I do all of that good stuff, which is great. But I also feel like I'm letting my family down because, you know, they only moved here for economic reasons. We didn't move here to to come and settle. settle. Exactly. But then there's there's that 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 conversation. This conversation Mm. never really ever... Discussed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in academic circles, they do call us the third culture kids. The third culture kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we're we're on the fence. We inhabit two two worlds. Okay, okay. So you were born there. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I, I yeah. So I was born this there. We moved over, yeah. and yeah, yeah. So I've lived here longer than I have lived in Zimbabwe. Um, went to school here. Did my university mm-hmm. here. Now I'm working as a teacher. I teach philosophy in a boys' school, um, secondary school, and that's been for the past two years now. Right. And that's been really cool. I always find like teachers who are particularly young and you are very young I always find that interesting because it's like at my age I, at that age yeah. I mean I'm slightly older than you yeah. just slightly I won't tell my age too much but I don't think I could teach kids 
do you know because mm. I don't, I'm still feel like I'm learning I'm still a kid myself yeah I don't look at it as teaching as such I look at it as having a conversation with them because okay. the difference is I think once you're older in age you are now then teaching is in that you know you are instructing you there's a distance between you and the student but with I find that because I am closer to them in age I have their language I'm I understand where they're coming from especially with my six formers because they're you know they're 17 18 they're like my little brothers yeah um, so the, the discussion is, is easier, the conversation to have is easier, they, there's not much of a gap between us in age or in ideas or where we're coming from. So having a discussion with them is, is easier. I'm not necessarily teaching them, I'm just pointing out things like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? You know? I see. Mm. Isn't that, that's almost like going into higher education where they don't teach you, but they allow you the space for you mm. to self-develop and learn. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So how did you get to teaching? And How did I teachers? get into teaching? Yeah. Uh, my parents are teachers, so oh. my dad was a head teacher. My mom was uh, a primary school teacher, and I've sort of always grown up, grown up in a household full of education. Even my uncles, my grandparents, that kind of thing. And Jeez, it's just, is, that, is that pressure? No, no, it just made sense. Okay. Yeah, it just made sense because actually education wasn't something where we hated going to school. Actually, we enjoyed going to school because the opportunities to learn new things and is that that drive to actually to think to yourself, I I don't know this, I can know this. How can I find out more about this? And in going off and, and having that adventure and learning. So I went into teaching, I finished my degree. Oh, no. <laughs> Guys, we are in the BFI South Bank. In fact, maybe I don't want to tell people that. No way, we in are. Case start, yeah, they start hoping they can actually catch Exactly, them. exactly, exactly. Um, we'll so give it a moment. Yeah, to give us about the uh, announcement. Announcement. Mm. But. There, there we go. go. <laughs> yeah, so I, I grew up in a, in a household of teachers and education has always been um, a thing, you know, very important aspect of our lives. So going into teaching was such a, it was sort of a natural progression. But I don't think for me teaching is the last stop. Right. Yeah, okay. it, it's, it's a stepping stone to where I want to go. It's not the last stop, but what? I do enjoy it. Stepping stone to what? What's next? What I'm start. What I've started doing now. Amazing, and I think this is why I brought you on. <laughs> Look at the way you naturally just got it. Exactly, naturally got into teaching. Now we are here, <laughs> uh, which is what I'm going in. What I've started now, which is um, a charity that works to support girls' education, because what we found and what data has shown us is that girls are marginalized and they're marginalized basically because of their gender culturally girls are, um, are looked at as you know they should be at home rather than at school it's your it's global perspective or is, or is this western or is this no 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 it's i think it's it's more i mean you do tend to get it in um in sort of third world countries you do sort of get it in um, Asian countries as well, right. but we're primarily focusing on sub-Saharan Africa. So we're primarily focusing on, um, closely right now we're working in Zimbabwe. We're in working in Congo recently, but it's the cultural, um, the cultural sort of norm that it's, it's better for us to send boys to school yeah. because we have more money to do that. So it's, it's not just the culture, it's also the, the economics of the country, the economics of the family. Can they afford to send a girl to school? Yeah. No it's better to keep the girl at home while she's tilling the land or while she's looking after the household etc but we're in the 21st century we can't get we've got to the point now where we cannot make an argument to say girls cannot go to school yeah that's yeah. true you know it, it's it's something it's ridiculous that we have girls not in school so <clears throat> cherish before we do continue mm. because i can see it, i'm getting there. in there <laughs> i definitely want that yeah. um because it's auditory i think my listeners will be able to actually do 
two things simultaneously. Yes. So do you want to tell us the name of the charity? Yes, I can do that. And the website so we can actually have yes. a look at it whilst yes. we're here in your... So we are, we, we've just started. I started this in May last year. Wow, okay. And the name of the charity is, is Effective Education Africa. Effective Education Africa. Africa. Yes. And the reason why it is Effective Education Africa is we want an, ed an education that is effective. We don't want to just send girls to school. Or we don't just... It's not just focusing on girls, actually. It's focusing on both girls and boys. But actually, the data says that we need to focus on girls more because there's a disparity there. Yeah. And we address that issue first. Once we have girls into school, then we can start talking about a holistic education for both boys and girls. Um, it's effective because it's meant to be effective because we want a holistic education. So yes, we want to teach them how to be able to learn to read and write, A, B, C, Ds, etc. But what does it mean to be an independent woman who's going to make their own decisions? Because this is the power that their mothers did not have mm. um, and it's a power that they will be able to harness themselves but how do they um, how do they use utilize that power how do they use it effectively as independent young women growing up in the global world so effective education Africa yeah. and because we are new we are still setting up our website okay. but your listeners can find us on the, all the social media platforms we are on Facebook we are on Instagram we are also on Twitter it's okay. EEA Africa EEA Africa no uh, E. EE e Africa. Oh, EE e Africa. Yes, I didn't mean to say EE e Africa, yes. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. All right, guys, well, as always, I'm going to put this in the show notes on, the, on Black Articulate website. Uh -huh. So everything we discuss is always going to be in the show notes. Yes. Um, geez, that is no mean feat. That is not easy. No, it's very difficult because I have a day job. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to, with the charity, I'm trying to penetrate into the world that's saturated with so many other charities. Yeah. And it's trying to find a way that, even for us, how can we be effective in operating? Um, how many of you are there? You say us. Uh, 12 of us. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, we okay. have a team. I have a team of 12. It's not just me. That's another thing. It's no mean feat. I can't, I can't do it by myself. Yeah. I have an idea. But I've been lucky enough to be surrounded by a good team. Um, or, of supporters where we everyone has got an area that they're researching or they're working on and trying to pull our ideas together okay so mm. we've gone straight into that I kind of almost because no, okay, we can guys, backtrack. No, 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 no we can backtrack yeah, because backtrack. guys I, I gotta sort of let me tell you my format a little bit whenever I have guests on what I try to do is um, get just I guess conversation prompts mm -hmm. so I normally uh, email them and just ask them for a couple of bullet points uh, just in case conversation gets dry, which is obviously rare, but just in case, and we're, we're cherish. You're not going to do this. I'm putting you on blast Oh there. my goodness, I'm go putting you on blast. Uh. She gave me a book pretty much. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And it's just so fascinating, so much so that I was really excited for this conversation. Okay, so just to give you just a, a snippet, mm. I asked for like, um, you know, any interesting stories and whatnot, like a background. And uh, obviously she's from Zimbabwe, as we've heard. But also she went to York University, then she went to Ohio, then she went to South Korea, then she went to Jerusalem, Israel. Yes. Now, when I read that, I was like, we need to understand how this is possible. <laughs> how is a black woman? <laughs> In all these different yeah. parts. <laughs> what right do you have? I know. No, I know. What right so, do I not have? Exactly. You know? I'm, I'm teasing. Exactly. I'm teasing. Yeah. Kill it. So mm. he, he almost, we're going to backtrack. How, mm. how do you... How is this possible? How have you got yourself into into different all spaces. of these different spaces and what were you doing in these spaces? Okay, so I went to York St. John University mm. um, and I studied theology and religious studies right. because I've always thought actually religions are interesting and it's the power that they have over people or the power that 
they don't have over people. It's an aspect that we need to explore. So I was there for three years. And while I was there, um, my university had a partnership with a university in South Korea. Okay. And um, there was a three-week program to teach English as well as supporting um, the teachers out there um, teaching English to North Korean defectors. So working in the university. Ah. So that was quite interesting. And just signed up, I was volunteered. I said, yeah, I'll be willing to do that. So was we were a lot over. of sign-ups? Or were you, was it no, just there wasn't, you? No, it was just me. <laughs> that would be awkward. You're done. You're Yeah, no, no, no. There were six of us, actually. Six girls um, from, my, from the same course. And we went out there for three weeks. It was good. It was, it was a good, good experience. Very different. Um, culturally, very different. But, and, and I used to get stopped in the street a lot, actually. People thought I was Beyonce, which okay. it's not even, and that's, that in itself is also very interesting because okay. it's not that they thought I was Beyonce, it's just the, the colour thing. It's mm. like we've never seen a black person. Yeah. And I think the three weeks that I was out there, I think I saw maybe two, on two occasions, I saw black people, Hi. and that was in church. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so we went to church and that was it. So I was like, oh, okay, hey, hey, nice to see you. You know, so that was nice. So that was South Korea. And while we were there, the um we went with the vice chancellor and she was telling us about the conference that she was part of um in that will that will be running in that was meant to run in the november so we went in the i think the august and then in the november they were running a conference in july in, in not july sorry in jerusalem right. and um she was just talking about it and they were discussing she was mentioning all oh, you know the program and they wanted some student ambassadors that kind of thing like well we're here yeah. would you mind if we come along and she said if you're willing here's the form why don't you fill it out send it back to me so we were sitting as the way we're sitting right now yeah. and then she emailed us the form we replied on we completed the phone on our phones on our phones sent it back to her she approved it and we were going to jerusalem Look that was it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was that so we went to the to the jerusalem university Amazing. And we were there for three days because <clears throat> it was just an academic conference. Um, but that was quite good, actually, because it was discussing about peace and reconciliation and how best we can make peace and what that means and, and whether peace is something that we can... It's a notion that's you know, relevant for that part of the world and how it is best achieved for that part of the world. That's interesting yeah. because I, I heard somewhere there was like a sort of... Um, just a public sort of vox pop where they asked, will humans mm. ever stop fighting war? Mm, mm, and oh. unanimously people said no. Yeah. Yeah. But is it human nature war? I, it's, I don't, yes, I, I think so. Oh, I think to a certain so degree. So there'll never be peace. Well, it's interesting because actually when you have more than two people, you have the, your, the, the probabilities that you're going to have disagreements mm. are increased. And we have more than two people in the world and we have now nation states, we've got you know, boundaries, we've got possessions, we've got power. Of course you're going to have situations where people disagree and nations do disagree, hence why we have the UN Council, Security Council. And whether that's a relevant body now, that's something that we okay. can discuss. You know? <laughs> yeah. can, there's, can. there's so much topics. That we're going to have to get you back and oh get God, up. Oh my goodness. Um, but we yes, don't have enough so. time. <laughs> But yeah, and I mean, it's part of human nature. I mean, look, if you do you have any siblings? I do, yeah. I do. Even in your household? Yeah, that's So even that conflict, you know, it might not be nuclear war, but even those conflicts that you do have, those disagreements. So it is part of human nature, and I think it helps us grow. But fundamentally, if you're looking at it, especially from a sibling mm. context, there's love. Mm. That's, you know, the foundation mm. of it. So mm. we know when we do have conflict, it's mm. not something that is going to be forever. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, so maybe hmm. if we do have a loving world, a world with more understanding, then it's likely that we will have peace. 
Okay. Yes. Hey guys, before we return to the episode, I just wanted to say I appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to get involved, then please visit www.blackticulate.com for more information. Now let's get back to the episode. So another of the bullet points I put out there was like your challenges, right? Yeah. Guys, those who obviously listen to and subscribe to Black Ticulate now always ask the challenges mm. my guest face in doing what it is they do. Yeah. Now, you must have loads. Quite a few. And how do you overcome them if, uh, if you do at all? Um, I think the best thing is pacing myself. Okay. Because you can never do, understanding that you can never do everything all at once and yeah. there's always going to be something on your to-do list getting to grasp with that, having that understanding and accepting it, then that makes it easier to deal with things and then you pace yourself. So, but then... Give context. Yeah, so I was going to say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was getting there, I was yeah, getting there. So we can have, you know, a number of different challenges. So we can take, for example, the simple one is time. You know, how do you effectively manage your time? The way I do it is I divide my day. So I have three major aspects. I've got work, so my teaching. I've got my own personal development, so my self-care, my parents, my family, that's a, sec- a separate segment, hanging out with my friends, and then I have the charity, so I divide their day um, according to those three segments. So in the morning, I might do my teaching, if I've got to work, spend the day doing yeah. that, come back home, spend time with my family, in the evening, I work on my charity. And then the next day, if it's the weekend, I change it around. At my wo- weekend, start the day, start with my family, do the charity in the, e- in the afternoon, and in the evening, I mark getting ready for going back to okay. school. So that's how sort of I manage my time. When it comes to other challenges that are um, external challenges, so yeah. how maybe people perceive me or how my expectations on me, um, <laughs> that's very interesting because like, one of your questions were, it was whether the challenges relate to being a woman and whether they relate to black, being yeah. a, black woman. a black woman. And yeah. it got me thinking about um, where I work. So I work in a grammar school. It, <laughs> the majority of the students that we have are not from ethnic from the ethnic background, they're, oh, they're an ethnic minority. Oh, okay. No, um, I mean it's starting to change now. In that you know we've got more students coming in. So the the issue with that is the staff, the staff members do not reflect um, the growing number of ethnic minority students that we are getting. Right. Um, so that's that's an issue of how do I relate to um, back students who are coming from a different, completely different background to where I'm coming from. Yeah. And of course the point of connection that we have is the work, but these are children. I mean, they are students, but they're also children nonetheless. And you, you, we have to take that into consideration as well. Um, and also another thing I think that I mentioned for you was um, the issue of being the, the strong black woman stereotype. Yeah, stereotype. Yeah, uh-huh. and I think, you know, for me, this very, it's very topical right now because it's something that I'm starting to deal with that I actually know I'm, I am a strong black woman, but I'm not a strong black woman in the way that I'm expected to be, that I do have moments of weakness. I do have moments. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. For stress and actually, I am allowed that space to, to go off and and de-stress and to, to grow and be by myself without having to play up to expectations that I did not agree to. You know, yeah. you know, I didn't agree for you to, to perceive me in a certain way and therefore I shouldn't have to play into that and being vocal about that. So for example, at work, um, when I'm dealing with students or I have issues with students, other staff members are very surprised that like, why do you have a problem with this? Why are you having issues with discipline, for example? Because you're meant to be able to look, give them one eye as a strong black woman and they're uh, meant to be... That, exactly, no, you know, okay. and they're meant to be... They're meant to follow your instructions without any issues because you're this strong black woman. But actually, no, students are students. I'm, stu- I'm still a human person and, they, you know, I'm still a human being and they they will have issues with me regardless of whether I'm a strong black woman or not. And even having, having to educate my, my, my colleagues, then that's very unhealthy for you to hold that, that opinion mm. of me that, that I should be able to deal with anything that comes my way in the way that when it's you, where you have that problem with the student, I'm meant to give you that space to deal with that issue. Yeah. But it's not, you know, it's not exactly. So that's another issue. Yeah. Uh, so are you educating your colleagues? Yes, I mean you have to. You yeah. have to, especially in you know, in the space that I'm in. I'm in. I'm one of two young black women working in my school, and there's maybe 150 plus staff members. So you have to be vocal. You have to, you know, you have to say actually, this this is not on. You yeah. have to challenge people, and it's very it's very delicate because these are some oftentimes these are members of staff who are older than me. Yes. So having I mean, that discussion, you are young. yeah. Having that discussion is difficult. And you definitely look young as well. Really? Black don't crack. You <laughs> don't crack. <laughs> it doesn't crack. Catch up with me when I'm 50 and we'll see. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Exactly. It's funny when it comes to stereotypes. We take the ones that are good, but yeah, <laughs> we'll discard yeah, exactly, the ones. Exactly, exactly. That's we, what we just did. Because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> that one is true. Uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll take it mm. regardless because mm. we don't get many uh, positive no. ones, no, do we? No, we don't. Um, so, God. Guys, I mean, I think you can agree with me. Like, Cherish, you're, you're phenomenal. You really? really are. Well, yeah, you're amazing. You're, you're positive. You know, you're, mm. you're battling mm. things that need to be battled. And in particular, I think there was something that I wanted to get. I wanted to get a story out of you, which mm. you told me, off, you know, off record. But mm. I'm going to get it on record. <laughs> about uh, beating up someone. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and that sort of shapes you who you are. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because last night we were talking about this story in my, in my house because my grandparents are over for... They were, they were over from Zimbabwe for the Christmas period. Well, they've okay. been here for six months. And we were just talking about That's memories. Christmas day. <laughs> I know, I was like, wait. <laughs> they must have a passport. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll live here. So yeah. they've been here for a while. So we were discussing, you know, like childhood, looking at pictures, etc. And then I re-mentioned the story because I was telling everyone that I was coming to see you today. Basically, what happened is, I can't remember the exact date, but um, some time ago when I was quite young, uh, my parents, I don't know, maybe Coca-Cola still does this. They Coca-Cola run a competition 
okay. and my parents won a blue BMX bike, mountain bike, and we were so excited about it. I remember I really I was looking forward to it. So you know, as you do as a child, yeah, yeah. went to school and I told all my friends about it. And I remember this one boy in particular. I got his name last night actually. <laughs> I'm gonna name and shame. His name is Tonderai. Oh no, <laughs> name and shame. Yeah. So yeah, so Tonderai did not believe me. He didn't believe us, and I I wasn't happy about that. And all the way from school because we lived down the road, all the way from school, he kept taunting us, saying, you know, you're lying, blah, 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 where's the bike, whatever. And it got to the point where I was just fed up and that was it. So, you know, threw him a punch and next thing you know, we're on the ground <laughs> fighting. <laughs> and, you know, having, having you know, that, that physical confrontation. But that's not the, the main point, because as I was talking to my parents about it, other stories came up as well. And they were like, actually, you've always been so vocal, you've always, you know, not you've always stood up to say actually this is wrong mm. but maybe fighting was not the best way to sort of solve that problem but um you know i've got to the point now where i've recognized that one of my strengths is when i do see something that i'm not happy about and i do think it's not fair and for example with girls education maybe they don't necessarily have the voice or the resources or the privilege to be able to say we need to change the situation if i have the resources and in this case i do and the privilege and in this case i do i should be able to stand up for them and say hey we should be doing something about this. Not many so, people think that way. And I think a lot of people do need to start thinking like that because if we're going to have a world where we don't have war, if we don't have the conflict that we were talking about before, we need to be able to stand up for each other because you never know who... I got here in this position that I'm in to be able to talk to you, to have this privilege, to be able to be educated to travel around the world because somebody stood up for black women. You know, mm. We are in this position to come out and, and mingle with society because somebody else stood up for us. So why? what makes me think just because I've made it, or a little bit, you know, yeah. I shouldn't have been able to stand up for somebody else. Yeah, you want to pass the baton on. Yeah. So yeah. How, how are you doing that? I mean, obviously you've got your charity, but then also I think you mentioned about support, about mm. girls' education, but supporting. Yeah. So and support groups, you mean? Yeah, you said that, you mentioned you've got some support groups. Yeah. Am I right so, in saying that? Yes, Because definitely. how come a lot of people don't know about these? I mean, is there a marketing issue? I think I think oh, so. Advertising, do you know? Like, yeah, no, we need I, to shout about this. I mean, I guess this is why. Yeah, no, I do. I, I agree. I think we do need to shout about it because actually, another thing we need to acknowledge is we are living in a in a hostile, you know, in hostile environment where support groups for young black women is not something that you you can walk into the South Bank Centre and say, hey, where's the room for the support group? You yeah. know, it's not a space that's conducive for that. So we do need to be creating. We are starting. I, I'm I'm very happy that I'm seeing a lot of black girls who are starting to create their own space where they have their own music, they have their own images, because if you turn to the mainstream media, black images for young black women are not very positive. No. So what we're trying to do is to create spaces where we feel comfortable and we don't know what it means to be a young black woman, but a space where we can start having discussions with each other. So, um, yeah, in, name, name some. Yes, let's, I'm going to name some. Let's kill it. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to name some. So in uh, March, we are going to be starting uh, with... Uh, so there's a project called the Jacaranda Project. The Jacaranda. The Jacaranda. Jacaranda The Jacaranda is a tree in, in Zimbabwe. Okay. And it flowers purple flowers. It's flowers are purple. Um, and the idea behind that is in the same way that a Jacaranda tree needs, you know, water, nourishment to grow, etc. Same way that we need water, nourishment to grow wow. and support. So the idea behind that is for us to get together and support each other as young black girls doing activities that are enriching. So for example, um, journal writing, how best can you journal in a way that you are getting the best 
from what you're getting down goal setting how best can you set goals long-term and short-term goals how can you measure that what you're doing um, the impact of what you're doing what does it mean for you to be successful how can you relate to your other black sisters because another thing that we have is in the black community women it's very it's very rare for women to support each other why is that do you know do you have any ideas i've got i can give you a number of theories yeah, yeah. um what, what your listeners can do, what okay. your listeners can do, they can come to the Chakaranda project, the meeting, the first meeting that we're going to have at the end of March, okay. and we can we can talk more about why we are in this situation, why okay. in the position that we are in as Black women, because actually it's all these stereotypes that feed into like you cannot cry, you cannot, you should always be strong, you should always be carrying on, you should always go because, you know, you you can't stop and and break down. You know, or mental mental illness, for example, is something that's not talked about in our communities. But what we're trying to do with the Jack Rounder project is to be able to have those kind of discussions and say, hey, if you have a problem, share it and let's talk about it. Um, so what we are hoping to have is not just have discussions that go nowhere, but we want to um, link ourselves to psychiatrists, therapists, counsellors to say how best, what's the healthy way for us to grow? How best can we develop in our self-care regimes? Right. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so all sorts of topics ranging ranging from hair, how best to look after your hair, you know, how best to eat, what yeah. should you eat, you know, how best to be ethical when you're buying clothes. And but how does that come together? I mean, I guess it's almost bringing this to a nice bit of like how tos. How yeah. do you start a jacaranda? Am I mm -hmm. saying that right? Yeah, you are. Jacaranda project. Yes. So I didn't yeah. start it. So okay. a Zimbabwean girl called Rumbi started it. Okay, yeah. Definitely. So um, and she got in touch. We met uh, Rumbi and I met i think do you know belinda i do, do. Know? belinda Oates. yeah yeah, yeah belinda yeah. bonfree oh no no i do i actually also know her yeah yeah <laughs> how many belindas do you know, I know a lot of <laughs> clearly yeah yeah exactly but also belinda bonfree she is she started an another group self-support um a support group for for black women called negritude and that focuses on the writing. Yes, so okay. that focuses on the writing aspect and getting yeah. sort of African women in the diaspora having a platform where we all come together. And that's actually coming together really well. That's also on Facebook. Yeah. That's coming together really well in that we have older generations, you know, passing down wisdom to us and sharing with us, you know, a 33-year-old working in whatever form they're working in, talking about the issues that they had when they're 25, the sh issues that we're having, and they being able to shed light on that. So that's that's actually quite good um what was your question your so first question is almost how do you because you say you don't start the jacaranda project mm, i did but i'm just curious to know how does one start a project like this yeah and get the people i think it's almost it, like you know yeah. the tools and resources yeah first i think firstly it comes from your point of need for Rumbi and myself and Sekai, who also is, she also is involved in this, it came from us not being able to see the spaces that we want to be part of. Okay. Okay. So, therefore, we need to create the space because we're not going to wait for somebody else to create the space. So that's how we started. And then being able to have conversations. And another thing that I mentioned is putting yourself out there, engaging with people, yeah. talking to different people, putting yourself in different, introducing yourself and say, this is what I'm thinking and this is how I'm feeling. Not everyone is going to, to be positive and take what you're saying on board but meeting up with different people and that starts a conversation it starts off with a conversation and next thing you know you have a facebook group next yeah. thing you know you have ah. a brunch and you're now having book clubs you're having meetups and you're talking about different things and it just sort of spreads but going back to your earlier point that you mentioned about marketing and advertising i think that is something that does need we need to do that because there are a lot of these small groups mm. but there's not an umbrella a sort of not body but an umbrella 
yeah, an umbrella to bring everybody together, no, platform no, no. to bring everyone together. Um, because a lot of girls are going through, especially 2015, you can't deny, for black women in particular, you can't deny that 2015 was a very uh, pivotal year. You know, with a lot of things that were happening in America towards um, black women, you know, the attack on the black women, for example, from the media, from the police, the issues of social justice, etc. So you can't leave 2015 without thinking to yourself, hey, hold on a minute, I'm being attacked here, I need to do something about it, and therefore, who else do I need to talk to and having that kind of discussion? Yeah, yeah, so we do need a platform. We do need to get our voices out there. We need to create, we need to, we need to shout. Yeah. We need to shout. Enough is enough. So, just, God, I mean, you're giving me, you're giving me some gems. You're, I mean, you're inspiring me, and I'm not even a black woman. <laughs> but, but then that's I'm important. Joking. You're a black man. I'm a black man, <laughs> yeah, and you tell important. me which doors you want me to break down, because I'll do that yes, for you. Yes, yes. 100%. <laughs> I understand I've got privilege in this patriarchal yes, society. Yes, you do. You really do. I will happily, happily so, you know, you, I think, break down the pillars yeah. for you. Mm. Just tell me where. With us. With you. With us. We can do it. Okay. With us. <laughs> so this is, I'm going to almost round this up. In order to start a project, you need mm. to understand whether or not there is a need. Mm. And it often is born from a frustration yeah. or something in which yourself find, well, yeah, mm. you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out, you're educated, so you're teacher. So you said something from a, fr from a frustration? From yeah, I mean, yeah, frustration where, yeah. you know, it's critical, there's almost, there's a catalyst. Or, yeah, or you identify, so catalyst, yes, mm. or you identify something. So it's like the same way that you start a business, yeah. right? So you identify the best you know, the niche market or whatever, the best point that you would enter. But I think mostly for me, because this, it, these issues are very emotional. Yeah. yeah, they are coming from a point of frustration, a point of like, why am I being denied? You know, like, I do exist, I am a being, why am I being denied in all these spaces? And therefore, I need to, if, I'm, if you're not going to let me in your own space, that's fine, I'll create my own space yeah. and find, a, I'll grow, in, you know, but that's difficult because mm. considering for one of a better word the people who I guess financially support yeah. us in order for us to have the basic mm. needs mm. they've already got their spaces do you know what I mean so like I think one of the things you mentioned earlier on is the fact that how do you find yourself as a black woman mm -hmm. penetrating the formal I guess yes, white world yes yeah yeah it's difficult it's so difficult because it, it's <laughs> so many uh, elements with that how do you look it's, you know how do you dress yeah. how, everything how do you sound yeah. you know or what's your what's your name you know it's, it's it's difficult and it's also to do with connections you know it's who do you know but actually for especially like I mentioned to you before for, for me and most of my friends we are from a poor low-income migrant background we don't have the connections to be able to say hey I'm gonna walk into this center or this place and pitch my idea and therefore my idea is going to be accepted and we're also having to fight up, fight against this um, this idea that we've been brought up to to believe that because you're black, you have to work twice as hard. But actually, that's not healthy. You're, you are valuable in yourself without having to push yourself above. I'm not saying don't work hard. Of course, yeah, work hard. No, okay, but yeah. you should be accepted. Cherish, it's been phenomenal. Thank really you. is. Thank you for blessing us with your voice. Now, I just want you to tell people how they can get in touch with you. Yes. As well as how they can help, because mm -hmm. fundamentally this is a platform to help everyone. Mm -hmm. You know. So how people can help? You in yeah. your endeavours, your mm -hmm. projects, your activities, yes. as well as how they can get in touch. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if there's anything that we haven't discussed mm -hmm. that you feel they ought to know, mm -hmm. you know, because I know we've we touched upon a lot of gems. Yes. 
that there might be something we've overlooked. Okay. And obviously, I'm going to get you back. So. Right. Oh, okay. I'll make sure I write that in my diary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. So, uh, to get in touch, we you can find the charity on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all under Effective Education Africa or EE Africa. Okay. Or to get in touch with me personally, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Zoe Bear. So B E R E Zoe Z O E B E R E. Um, and in terms of how they can help um, my work and what we're doing with girls' education, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to keep up to date on what we're doing. That way you can find points of contact. We'll be doing um, fundraising events, that kind of thing. We're also looking for website developers. I'm going to put a, like, yeah, a no, pitch no. out there. Hey, you know? Throw it out there, throw it out there. This is the point. Yeah, yeah, no, it's so true. We're also looking for like website developers and graphic people. See, I'm not I, even, I don't even know, no, but I can we help need. You out with that, can you? Yeah, for sure. Oh, there you go. There yeah, you go. there you go. See, Maybe we don't even need you. We don't guys. Even need no, you. <laughs> See, but it is true. But it's the conversations that I was also going to say the last thing is just making your point of need known to people. And that way, you never know who somebody knows or what skill that they have, and they will be able to utilize and, and help you out with that. Um, and that ties in with you know not being afraid to take opportunities just because it's something that's out of your comfort zone actually propel yourself find things that are out of your comfort zone because at that in those moments that's when you know the test of character and your character is built yeah so i think it's very important someone much smarter than me said nothing great mm. ever comes within a comfort zone exactly yeah and a mind that's stretched by a new idea never returns to its old dimensions Look so at yeah that. So, okay, you win. there you go there you go <laughs> But that's Brilliant. it. So thank you for having me. It's, no, been, it's been great. Once again, thank you very much for blessing us. Mm. And guys, once again, thank you very much for listening. As always, you know where to get in touch with Lacticulate. Mm -hmm. Subscribe, give us feedback. Any questions that I didn't ask um, that you potentially wanted me to ask, Cherish, I will do so for round two. Perfect. Thanks very much. Thank you. I want to personally thank our sound editor, Chris Reese, and I'd like to thank you guys for listening. For more episodes and how you can get involved, please visit www.lacticulate.com and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. This has been another episode of Lacticulate, Black Stories, Positive Actions. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.